0: Hey, welcome to this week's episode of the Artrepreneur Podcast, where every week we talk about how you can bring your creative dreams to life. My name is Cole. My name is Adam. And today we're going to talk about joy. What does joy mean to you, Adam? Have you seen the film Inside Out? I actually haven't. Really? I'm I'm not... I I want to see it, actually, and it's just one of those things where I've never seen it.
1: Yeah, it's one of those you haven't gotten around to. Well, I think... um, my first association with word joy is actually the main character of that film. Okay, well, don't give too much away, but I like,
0: won't. what is it? Why?
1: So the movie has, it takes place mostly inside of a girl's brain. Uh-huh. And there's little characters for each emotion. Sure, yeah, I know. The yeah, gist. and yeah. joy is, is one of them.
0: And what what is that character embody? like joy?
1: Yeah, so she's basically like a little, um, you know, little bundle character. of joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just is the one that's in charge of driving the little girl, basically, there's like oh. a control center in the yeah. brain. And when joy takes over, it's when she's doing well. So
0: well, that's fantastic. a good
1: little allegory maybe for this week's episode.
0: Well, as someone who cares about joy and other emotions, I do want to watch Inside Out at some point. But today we're going to talk about how to embrace joy in the creative process while we make things while we navigate our creative careers or hobbies, wherever that falls in our lives, I think it's important for us to consider how we place it in a a place in our lives so that it brings us joy and not loads of anxiety or dread or maybe all of the other emotions that could eventually come out of us being these people called artists, because, as we all know, we all feel a lot, which is um, something that's a strength, but it could also become something that is overwhelming at times. So, we're going to talk about four things. And um, I think that these four things are things that I've experienced of just helping me keep joy through the creative process. So, first, become an artist because you want to. Um, maybe that just feels like a thing that's too easy to say, but I actually think a lot of us become things in life because other people expect us to, or because the momentum of our lives says that we should, or because we have a fear of the lost investment of having having given a certain amount of our time, effort, and energy to art or creativity. But really, I think it's an ongoing process of evaluation of, is this really and truly what I want for my life? Walk down the path of creating for one reason. And that one reason is because you want to. Because, in the end, honestly, there are way better and way more lucrative jobs that you can just kind of want. And so, if you just kind of want to be an artist as a career, honestly, it's way better to just kind of want to do something else. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, you know, I think a lot of people idealize the idea of being. Uh, your own boss, and whether that comes through starting your own company or having a creative career, um, there's this romanticized vision of what that means. And it's like, oh, I can do what I want, when I want, go where I want, travel when I want, have as much time off as I want. And I'll tell you that like doing your own thing is way more stress, anxiety, work, constant attention than just getting a job that you can go to and leave every day and think about the things you want to think about when you get home. And so it is okay to not be a career artist. It is okay to, uh, to just do it as a hobby. And when it comes to the time in your life where you're like, okay, I'm going to do this for real. And is this the thing that I'm going to make my money from. The only reason to do that is because it's something that you have to do.
1: Yeah. And I think, When you talk about being your own boss, there's kind of a flip side to that, which is if you're a freelancer, you're an artist and you, let's say you do a piece a week, you now have 52 bosses, Hmm. not just one. Yeah. So there is kind of a balancing act you have to do there with, am I my own boss or am I working for a company that is also I'm the founder of? Like there's a difference there. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not always a clear line in the sand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Another way for us to keep joy in the creative process is to keep it light. I'm not talking about content here. Of course, cover heavy content, like talk about all of the breaths of emotions that you feel in the work. Let it be intense. Let it be work. Go hard after it. But don't let it be heavy. Put your creative work in a healthy spot in your life. And so when I say don't let it be heavy and keep it light, what I'm mostly talking about is the the place in our lives that creative work holds. Um, So kind of that emotional relationship we have with creativity. What we don't want is for this creative passion that we have to feel like a burden that's weighing us down, that's sitting on our shoulders, that's something that we dread. I think a lot of times we have this sense that everything is so important. Everything is equally important. Everything is something that must be paid attention to. Every detail is critical. And when we start living like that, when we start seeing our lives, when we start seeing our creative work with that kind of weight, it becomes overbearing. It becomes honestly something that we as humans, I think, aren't really meant to carry around. So I think there's a lot of value in not letting our creative work be heavy. Now, let me remind us what I've already said. Our work will be intense, and our work will be hard, and our work will be work, but we have to keep it in a healthy spot in our lives.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of anxiety that comes with being a full-time creative, Mm full-time anything. Mm -hmm. Um, There's kind of two aspects of being a full-time creative that have given me anxiety, one of those is certain parts of the process Hmm. so for example i used to do a lot of video and photography and i really enjoyed the editing side of that stuff especially video i like editing video i would talk to people all the time like they're saying yeah i hate being a videographer because the editing just stacks which i understand and it's draining (laughs) and i hate do i hate having to do it yeah and i'll spend all day on an edit and I'm like, man, you know what? You don't have to do all the parts of that uh-huh, process. Uh-huh. If you're charging, let's say you charge a thousand bucks for a project and you hate editing. What if you could do two projects, pay someone to edit two of them, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're making the same amount of money without getting backed up on editing. Yep. And the second that I think a lot of people have anxiety about is money. And when it comes to being a creative person, If you're going to try to pay all your bills with only one type of work or one type of art, there is a lot of anxiety that comes with that. Am I going to get booked? Is someone going to find out about me and hire me or not? Am I do I need to be available 24 seven in case maybe some work comes up like you're going to deal with a lot of that. And part of that just is natural and it's part of running your own business but you don't have to let your life be like that and letting it being dictated by money can be tough so maybe it is one of those things where you have kind of a side hustle that you pick up and that way when you're working on art you can dedicate full attention to the art and you don't have to worry so much about like am I going to be able to pay my bills if someone doesn't hire me to do a painting this week Mm -hmm. like and then when you do paint It's not with this stress of, oh, I'm broke. Yeah. I mean, it is crazy. I've seen studies where they'll do IQ tests. Someone will take it, have like a baseline. Then they'll come back later and they'll tell them like, Hey, by the way, like, you know, they'll, they'll do like a fake scenario and say Uh that they owe 400 bucks on something. Uh They'll have them get a call. And then they take the same IQ test a couple weeks later and way less. Huh? So it was kind of crazy to think just because of the stress of that, the stress of how am I going to pay for this? Hmm affected the IQ test that they took. Interesting, yeah. So I thought that was really wild of like, man, that is true. Are you
0: really able to operate on that certain level if you're worried about money? Yeah. I, I have some really creative friends in my life who could be very successful but will likely never be because they insist on controlling every part of the process And regardless of how good you are at controlling every part of the process, we as people just have a capacity. And at some point when we exceed that capacity, everything becomes heavy. We've put too much on ourselves. And so our ability to give away parts of the process, for example, a lot of artists aren't great business people. So what is like the best thing for us as creative people to do is to find business people and let them run our business. And if you're a creative who has a lot of talent, it it will not be too difficult to find a business person who believes in that and can help you manage your life and your career.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you go to any given club that holds like say 300 people, Mm -hmm. not a single band that's playing there when it's sold out is their own agent. Hmm. Every single one of them has an agent. Every single one of them has a tour manager. Every single one of them has a merch guy. Like, you have to be able to focus on the things that not that you're good at, but the things that need your attention. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you could probably sell your own merch. You could probably manage your own tour, but at a certain point, is that going to take away from your performance? Yeah.
0: And to be honest is like, is that even something that you ultimately care the most about at the end of the day? Like, do you care the most about being the booking agent or do you care most about being the person who writes the songs and is like really amazing at your instrument and your craft, because that's like, there are that, that's what you do as a creative person is the creative work. And so that's
1: what someone's paying a ticket for. Yeah.
0: They don't, someone that buys a ticket to your show
1: is going to notice if you seem frazzled, Hmm. but they're not going to notice if someone else booked the hotel. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next thing, honestly, it, it may feel a little bit contradictory to everything that we've just said, because the next thing that, that I think helps bring joy in the creative process is staying true to ourselves. And yeah, there are going to be people who come around us who have an opinion about what we're supposed to be doing. Um, honestly, one of the things that I think help causes us to to move away from our own ideas and dreams is an audience. Because once we begin tasting the, uh, the allure of people liking what we do, sometimes we get stuck there. And we start creating because we think people are going to like it. And we're not necessarily creating from that place of authenticity. So one of the ways to maintain joy along the way is staying true to ourselves. What do you think about? What do you care about? What comes to mind when you're daydreaming?
1: Yeah, that kind of brings me just an example. And this has to do with fitness. you so fit. Trying here. But have you ever met someone who's always trying that next Thing hmm. like, hmm. oh, you got to get these resistance bands, and then they're like, oh, plyometrics is the best. Oh, no body weight, I got to be able to do pull ups, push ups, all this stuff. And I then mean,
0: they, Adam, not to be critical, but you have a little bit of that in I you. I do, I do,
1: <laughs> but I've recently kind of heard from a lot of people that do fitness, especially pick the one thing, uh huh, do it, master it. If you want to do weightlifting. Do it don't if someone says oh the best thing is these um, you know kinesthesiology whatever it is like just focus on what you're trying to do don't switch from thing to thing to thing on just like a willy-nilly basis without making any progress.
0: But the last thing that brings us joy in our creative process once again a potential contradiction is allow space for transformation. And it may seem contradictory on the surface, but honestly, it's not contradictory at all, because all of us are in a constant process of evolution. And that is true for our mind, it's true for our spirit, it's true for our creativity, it's true for how we feel, and it's also true for our creative process what we care about what we want to make how we want to make it because who we are at the beginning is not who we're going to be when we finish and if it is then something's gone wrong or we've just probably missed the fact that we've changed don't box yourself into a specific workflow or a way of doing things
1: yeah I know a lot of musicians and producers who have totally moved to remote work and this was even before coronavirus like a couple of friends of mine that produce full time have just transitioned out of owning a studio and they do everything through Zoom and Skype or whatever it is and they've actually been killing it hmm. whereas when I owned a studio I thought brick and mortar was like the only way and I thought those guys were kind of you know being obtuse I guess you could say hmm. but now looking back at it it's like if I had hopped on that train you know, with them, or maybe that was just what they were meant to do and they figured it out. And I stuck out with my way that I was doing things, but either way, you know, don't be dogmatic Hmm. with that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think that it comes to even like the things that we are creating around or the ideas that we put into our work, the things that we're talking about. I think it's really important for us to leave space for us to grow and develop and evolve by staying receptive And not even locking ourselves into an ideological framework or point of view. I think it's important for us to have a strong point of view, but I think it's always really great to couch our strong point of view in the context of humility that allows us to change our point of view because it's inevitably going to to happen. And so why not embrace that uh, as part of the process? And so it's allowing ourselves to evolve um, both philosophically but also in terms of our craft, allowing that to evolve as well. Like for instance, like most of my early life when I was a kid growing up and even after our high school, I was a musician and an actor and then I started creating theatrical experiences. And honestly that grew out of touring and playing music venues and trying to make kind of those even more theatrical experiences through various creative elements And now what I do is creating large-scale experiences and performances and installations and developing the Immerse Festival that happens every October. And the way I create and the things I create have evolved over time and how I view the creative process and why I do what I do has evolved over time. But for me, it's been staying true to myself and understanding that I'm an evolving person, and it's okay for me to change what I do and how I do it, that I don't have to be locked into one thing or one way of doing something or even one particular art form. Yeah, and it's funny you say that because I also <laughs> <laughs>
1: I also uh, started out as a performing musician. And then I transitioned into producing other artists and kind of put my own music off to the side. And for like seven or eight years, I just produced other people's music. And then I got out of that eventually because I realized like, man, I'm just kind of digging a tunnel Hmm. and I don't really know where it goes Hmm. at a certain point. And it just felt like this weight of basically the opposite of joy, I guess you could say, where I was just like doing it to just kind of, show that i could do it i guess it felt like at a certain point and then so now i've just decided to scale back my producing and really only work with like a handful of people and now i have like i guess a day job which is at our agency so you know i'm still doing creative work but it's like a whole new universe for me and then i'm back to just making my own music as kind of my creative outlet so it is funny how that kind of comes full circle Yeah. For me, whereas for you, it was like, oh, I could be doing this whole other thing that isn't just singing, you know, or playing guitar. Yeah. And then for me, it's like the opposite where that's kind of I ended up right back where I started. But Mm -hmm. that that journey, that kind of thing, that roundabout way, it taught me a lot of lessons for sure.
0: Yeah, and I think it's important that we allow our space our ourselves space to do that. And I think when we allow our space ourselves space to evolve, it allows us to move toward our joy. And that doesn't mean that we don't take what we do seriously, and it doesn't mean that we're always flying by the seat of our pants and just like jerked from one thing to another at the whim of our emotions. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is recognizing that as we grow in healthy ways as human beings, there comes a certain amount of freedom with that that says, you know what, I'm totally fine being somebody different today than I was yesterday because I believe that who I am today is a healthier human than who I was yesterday. And that's going to inform how I live, what I do with my life and the things that I care about. So as always, it's really amazing hanging out with you. Thanks for spending this time with us. Um, I hope that your creative life, your creative world is full of joy. Uh, Always reach out to us on Instagram at entrepreneur podcast. Uh, Follow it. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week.